All right, welcome. With me today is Mark Butler. Uh, he is the CEO, founder, creator of Wealth GPT. And actually, Mark is an industry veteran. He's been around for a long time. Uh, so, so, Mark, tell us a little bit about your background for those that might not be familiar with you and kind of uh, a little bit on your, your, your new upcoming project, Wealth GPT. Yeah, well, Jeff, good morning. Thanks for having me and uh, allowing me to spend a, spend a few minutes with you talking about what's going on in the industry. Um, I've had a number of different roles in wealth management, largely focused on technology. I spent a lot of years with uh, Pershing and developing their platform. I spent a number of years at Allbridge, running the Allbridge business. Um, in more recent years, I spent time at Skyence. And um, currently, I, in addition to wealth management, GPT, I also have a consulting business where I'm helping wealth management and wealth tech firms um, on a number of different uh, fronts. Yeah, so I, I know a lot of advisors have probably used or touched many of the, the tools that you've been a part of, but you know, maybe not know that you're kind of like one of the, the, the men behind the curtain, so to speak, or people behind the curtain. So, so let, let's talk about your, your new initiative, Wealth GPT. Kind of when did you get started? What was the, uh, the muse or what even made you think that this is something of, of interest for advisors? Yeah, I, you know, the, the, the long winter days and nights um, and, you know, when it got to be towards the end of last year, probably between Thanksgiving and, and, and New Year's, um, like a lot of people in our, in our business who are curious, I started poking around in chat GPT and quickly started thinking about, well, how, how could we put this to use? for people in the industry. And then I got really focused on advisors and I was talking to advisors, um, a couple of which were doing the same thing and were curious and they were asking me questions. And um, so I just started coming up with, hey, would this work? Like if somebody wanted to do this, um, would it work? And then how could we make it really easy for an advisor to, uh, to do it and get the sort of output that they want from it. So I just started playing around with lots of different prompts um, in ways of asking ChatGPT to do different things. And, you know, some things worked really well. Some things didn't work as well, or I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, but it was really, it was really through that. And so I, I literally spent a couple months just playing around with all these different scenarios where I thought an advisor could get value from mm -hmm. ChatGPT. And then I started talking more aggressively to advisors saying, well, what about this? And what if, what if you could do this? Um, and then so from there, I put together a prototype. Um, I tested it out with a team that I, that I brought on board just to see that it would work. And this leverages the APIs that ChatGPT publishes and, um, and it worked. We tried a you know, pretty basic use case that's in the solution right now, which is just create a blog, which is one of the most obvious ones. And, yeah. you know, but something that really can add a lot of value for an advisor who you know might want to be a creator of content, might want to be able to speak with their clients more effectively, might want to communicate more effectively, and I think all advisors fall probably into one of of those camps. And then yeah. from there, um, 
I narrowed down the list of scenarios that um, we would want to go to market with initially to 10. And, um, and then off we went and we built the other nine and uh, yeah. just been having fun with it ever since. Yeah. So I, I want to drill down into, it got me thinking in a number of things. So I think sometimes when people might think of some of these overlays, they're like, well, can I just use chat GPT? Like that's like the most simple question is like, well, why not? Why wouldn't I just use the source? And I think as you talk through this, a couple of things come to mind. I think of something like, uh, like Canva, right? Like you could pre Canva, you could um, get a book on Adobe Photoshop and you could learn and you could have somebody train you and teach you. Um, but that takes time. That actually takes more time than you might think. Um, but it's easier just to use Canva. Uh, same, same thing with the, the, the wealth GPT, like what you just described was, um, yes, I use chat GPT. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. And even thinking through like, what are the different ways I could use it? And then even this week I was looking at, um, you know, I'm trying to learn more about it too. Like there's a bunch of new courses that just came out on prompt engineering. Again, all of that takes time. So if I'm a busy advisor and busy servicing my clients, I want to leverage some of this stuff. Uh, there's a fairly big ramp up period in terms of both learning and then just getting feedback and experimenting if I'm trying to do this on my own. And this is all new. So there's really, even though there's a million LinkedIn experts on it, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm looking like, what, what is a good prompt to use, right? And you've said, you've been kind of laser focused on this and people are essentially going to learn, be able to leverage um, your learning and then all the people that are in your pilot program as well. So I don't know, just kind of my thoughts. I probably just spoke too long. I should be asking you the questions, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, just, no, just, look, but, but, yeah, I, that's that's all spot on. And look, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of experts in chat GPT like overnight and and I don't claim to be one of them. Honestly, I still feel like I'm learning a lot and I'm probably spending an hour a day just reading through things that are getting published or different things that people are doing and thinking about how that might be applicable within our space. Um, but my my sort of general rule and i've been around a lot of solutions that end up in the hands of advisors is how do we take the tech out of it for advisors mm -hmm. meaning advisors aren't technologists they don't want to be technologists yet in a lot of cases we've designed technology solutions and or other products that are asking them to be technologists and so you know wealth management gpt was really built with the thought that an advisor could go in, use it with little or no training, go through a couple of steps, click a button, and within a few seconds get get some results. Really, yeah, it's that yeah. easy. And that's sort of, that was the premise coming in. And we have about 60 uh, advisor pilot participants today. And that's sort of, it's bared out pretty well. We've only gotten one or two requests from people saying, hey, can you train me on how to use this thing? I understand how to walk through it, but could you show me how to use it more effectively? Most other people have just gone in and started so using it because it's because it's easy, and that was the that was the design, that was the goal with this. Versus going into ChatGPT directly, as you mentioned, and you know, trying to have a conversation as an advisor, have a conversation with it, and I don't, you know, as an advisor, I don't have an hour to spend on this because I have other things that are a priority, but yeah. do I do I have 10 minutes to go into wealth management GPT and have it maybe help me with something today? Yeah, yeah. sure, I got 10 minutes to do that. 
Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about maybe like some of the specific functions that you've built out. So like, what are the, you mentioned 10, right? So what are kind of the 10 things or activities that an advisor could um, do with Wealth GPT? Yeah. Why don't I, um, if you don't mind, I can show you. Yeah. Um, I'll just walk through a few of the ones that are more popular. Um, can you okay. see my screen? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so these are the 10 templates that we started out with. There were about 20 that we um, had listed out, but these were the 10 that I thought would resonate the most, would be the easiest to use, um, and that advisors could find value in. And so um, I'll just touch on a couple that have been a little more popular that people have gravitated to. Okay. Um, you know, create a blog. So let's create a blog on a particular topic, we'll call it inflation. I want to create a 500 word blog. Most of my clients are Gen X generation. And this is something that we've done in a lot of these templates, which is uh, the financial literacy level. What, what I found is that most advisors are talking above their clients. The clients never really understand the concepts, of the, though they may act like they do. So this filter actually is bringing back a response, in this case, at a second grade level to help clients who don't know anything about wealth management really understand the, the response that comes back. So in this case, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not going to run it, but in this case, in about 20 seconds, an advisor can get a 500 word blog on the topic of inflation directed at this particular audience written in a way that is at a second grade level that most people would understand. Yeah, that's really clever. I mean, that's not something I think I would have maybe necessarily thought of on my own, um, but you also build it flexible. So let's say I'm an advisor that maybe, maybe I'm, I'm really more focused on centers of influence right? Maybe I want that financial literacy level to be a little bit higher. I want to show that, hey, I'm a real expert in estate planning or something like that. And I'm going to go talk to some attorneys. Well, they don't want to see a second grade level. They want to see something that's higher. So kind of just, yeah, advanced. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Or advisors who have clients that are more uh, more technical. So, you know, I've talked to advisors who have engineers as clients. They want to know the details. How how does the watch work? Mm -hmm. um, you know, give me more details on this particular topic. I'll, you know, I'll learn about it. So, yeah, exactly. Advanced. Um, the advanced level allows you the opportunity to do that and present it in a way that might be a little bit more sophisticated for somebody that has the knowledge or the curiosity. So the other thing, you know, you're very transparent, you know, you're not creating your own learning language model behind the scenes is Chad GPT. Um, and I know there's been a lot of recent changes with it. Have you noticed as you've been working on the product and they've made new iterations to Chad GPT, have you noticed some changes or you had to make some changes in your product uh, to make it fit with some of the, the, the more recent releases? Um, we we haven't, except okay. for leveraging the the uh, the Chat GPT 4.0 APIs. Okay. Um, other than that, we haven't noticed 
I know they've made other changes, but our our results have been pretty consistent since I started testing this in in, in earnest back in early May. Okay. Um, so it's, it stayed pretty true to what I expected it to um, to do in terms of the result set that comes back. It does. I don't. I don't worry that somebody's going to get something I'm expecting, and somebody else the next day is going to get something that is completely yeah. off filter. So, so you mentioned that you've got an, an, quite a few people in, in pilot with this product. What are, what are some of the early feedback you, you've received uh, from people using the product? Um, some of the early feedback um, has been around the compliance aspects mm. of it. And so, yeah. you know, how do I, um, you know, I have to get approval for things that are going to go out to clients or I want to have a second set of eyes on it. And so... You know, there are some things that are built in that help facilitate that. For instance, across the, I'll go back into the create a blog. Up here, you have some export features that allow you to export to Word, to oh, PDF, nice. to um, cut and paste, or just to save it. You can also, there's a notion of a workbook in here that allows you to save these results to a workbook if you want. And then from there, you can have it go through whatever review compliance review process you might have in place. Um, one big enhancement that we're making right now is um, we have the list of the, you know, what someone terms the forbidden words from a FINRA and SEC. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so we're yeah. going to put a filter on top of any results that come back from ChatGPT to eliminate those words completely. Oh really? Um, which will make, which will make people put put people's minds at ease a little bit in terms of the, in terms of the results. But there's about twenty five ish words that fall into that category that will never come back in any of these results. I got you. Now, if you're you're one of these guys on TikTok, can you just like uncheck that so you can say all those things? <laughs> no. No. Okay, no, no. You're baking the security in. I love it. I love it. Yes, yes. And eventually, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think what's going to happen is that at enterprise firms, they have mechanisms by which these approvals take place. And so, you know, we want to build some conduits to automatically send, you know, if somebody creates mm. a blog at a particular broker dealer and they have a workflow for approving content that might go out to a client, we want to have an automatic way so the advisor doesn't have to do anything. It automatically just goes into that workflow and, and gets approved or not approved for them. I, I, yeah, that would be a great feature. I mean, I, I know that would be, uh, I just can't think of any, uh, you know, larger financial organization that, that wouldn't want that. And, and that's, that's another great example of like, you know, you're, you're taking some just raw ingredients. Um, you know, you're building a cake or, you know, something, something awesome that just cutting out all the extra steps or the just, you know, minor annoyances that just, but in sometimes can be real prohibitors. I, I know there's a lot of chatter, even on LinkedIn where people say, well, I'd like to do social media, but it's just too much hassle with compliance or whatever. So you're really, you know, working on taking some of the friction out of that so people can actually leverage these tools. Um, yeah, for our industry. and advice, that's right. And, you know, advisors, most advisors wouldn't claim to be great content creators or good posters to your point of social media content. So, 
you know, how do we make it really easy? And this is, you know, thematically another thing that I've been talking about for years, which is, you know, technology is really an enabler. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's enable the business of financial advice and advisors with the use of technology um, and use it as a, as a solution for the business, not, not the coolness factor of the technology, though some people think this is cool. It is cool, but um, we're really trying to get a job done here or make a job easier for, for an advisor. Or really, I would just add, Jeff, the, the other pilot users are a lot of people that are involved in marketing or somehow in the creation of content for advisors. And so yeah. um, that's been a surprise for me hmm. um, that some of those people have gravitated to the pilot because they view this as a way to make their jobs easier in their support of advisors. So that's the 40 yeah. other users fall into that category. Oh, really? Yeah, marketing firms, PR firms, marketing people at broker dealers or registered investment advisors, people who are in the business of producing content mm-hmm. that gets in the hands of advisors or investors uh, mm. have, have loved this solution. Awesome. Mark, any, anything else you really wanted to talk about today that we didn't get a chance to mention yet? No, I, look, I, this, is, this is changing very quickly. Um, this is a great way, though, for advisors or for firms to figure out you know, what, what is a great starting point to understanding the value and the benefit of AI in the business. And so this is a really, as I went through before, you know, there's some really easy case studies that we've captured in Wealth Management GPT um, that bring those things to life. You can really literally in 30 or less seconds you can see the value of AI and the power of it. And so without it having to be a complex effort or something that requires a lot of software development, um, you can come in and get your feet wet with AI. Like I said, things are changing quickly, um, but this is something that so far the pilot users are finding value in. And we are continuing the pilot probably for the next couple of months. So I'm still looking for more pilot users. We're not turning anyone away as long as you're in the business and not trying to steal trade secrets. Um, I'll gladly add you to the pilot and would love to get the feedback. Yeah, so I I think that's a great place to end today. So if somebody's interested and they wanna kind of get their hands on WealthGPT, what is the best way for them to reach out to you and get involved with the pilot? Yeah, best, best thing to do, if you know me, feel free to email me or text me or reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, otherwise, you can go to wealthmanagementgpt.com and there's a contact us form just below the fold uh, that you can enter your information and we'll get it and we'll get you set up immediately. Like I said before, we're not there's no training classes. I'm probably not going to have someone call you. I'm not going to call you myself. We'll just get you up and running. And uh, again, we'd love the feedback. Awesome. Hey, Mark, thank you so much for spending some time this morning telling us about your new product, Wealth GPT, with Mark Butler. Thank you. Jeff, thank you very much. I appreciate the time.